are listening to Pigoted. Pigoted. The podcast that brings comedians and experts together. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now also available to watch on YouTube. For bonus episodes, early access, and a ton of other great features, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash pigoted. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Picketed Podcast. Joining me today is comedian Rob Mulholland. Hello, Rob. Hello. And joining me is expert Jamie Benjamin. Hiya. What, Jamie, what is your area of expertise? Uh, I guess I would have to say that it would be sex and gender, attraction, mating behavior. That might be like my bread and butter area. Sex and gender attraction mating behavior. Yeah. Right. It's okay. a very broad field. So when you say like you're an expert in sex, like... Noun and verb. Noun and verb. Okay, so what sort of stuff with sex do you like? Um, research. This is so weird. I feel, like, I feel like I'm recording my own Me Too. Do you know what I mean? It's so hard not to sound creepy. Yeah. It is. It really so, so what bit of shagging are you good at? It really is. What, like bum shag? You know, it yeah, just yeah, sounds yeah. awful. I know. Right, we're going to keep this. We're going to have this. to grow up. We're going to yeah. grow up. We're going to keep this at an uh, intellectual level. Mm, we're very serious about because these There is nothing funny about sex except maybe the sounds we make. <laughs> yeah. And the faces. And the smell. Okay, and quite... Quite a lot of the porn I find is. is do you know uh, that Pornhub has an outtakes section? Oh no! Like what? In case you want a bit of light relief. Yeah. So Pornhub has an outtake section. About ninety percent of it is porn stars laughing on cocks. So they've got a dick in their mouth, and they all of a sudden just think of something funny, and they go <laughs> like that. And they start laughing, and like I mean, we all have crazy laughs, but if you've ever heard someone laugh with a massive dick in their mouth. <laughs> it's just the weirdest I fucking sound. I have, to be honest with you, mate. It's never really been an issue. Not mate. been doing some of the gigs that I've been doing. Um, so, what sort of I things... I mean, there's, there, there's, there are so many things in that already. Like, one of the things I know on Pornhub, that there is a man who does ironing. There's a man who does ironing? Yes, and he's just, like, the sweetest, most nicest man, and he just, like, he talks to the audience and pays the compliments. He's like, it's really nice that yeah. you're joining me here today. Really? I have, I've seen that there is a guy on there who's, like, um, it's, like, stepbrother comes home and politely compliments his stepsister. And it's, like, stuff like that. It's just, like, you know, just subverting all the tropes. And, like, he'll come in and he'll be like, stepsister, you're stuck in the washing machine. Let me help you out and call a plumber. I, <laughs> I don't like the idea that he's subverting the tropes. I prefer the idea that there are people that genuinely get off on that. I think the pro- look there probably is there's some you know have you seen there's a woman who's gone viral on Twitter brilliant this um, what she does is she's a Celtic fan and what she does is she makes men wear Rangers tops and Rangers and Celtic are big rivals and she wears a strap on and she pegs them okay. in front of the camera and it's such a great yeah. watch well, it's I, such a great I watch I kind of get it on a, like a fetish level because that's like the ultimate taboo in Glasgow it's a taboo to cross those sort of lines and there's like religious lines uh, involved in it as well so I think it's like a relatively standard sort of fetish but dressed up in football tops yeah I just yeah. like how they've added a football element yeah. to it I just yeah. think it's really it's clever. Nothing would kill my boner faster than a woman in a Man U shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I, do you know what I used to? So I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I used to, I used to get high, and with my mates, and we'd try and look for the most obscure 
porn that we could. And the best I've ever found is a video called Cake Farts. Oh, it's an internet classic, Cake Farts. I have never found something that's made me laugh as much as Cake yeah. Farts. Well, there's, there's Just because of the way the woman looks at the camera at the beginning is, you know what I like? <laughs> cake Farts. Have you seen Cake Farts? I think I have, but it's yeah. been... A while, yeah. <laughs> like, she's, like this. This was around to, a while ago, I think. Cake yeah, like farts. early internet. Yeah, two thousand to two thousand and two. I would, uh, I would guess it was of the area of of the era of Ebaum's world. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I'm putting it on. We're talking meat spin, tub girl, one man, one jar, that Rot, sort of era. Rotten dot com. Oh god, that, uh, that scarred my steak and cheese dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the uh, all the classics. Like, is, is rule is it rule thirty four of the internet of like if uh, if it exists there is There's porn of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Is there? And like, then the rule thirty-five is: if there isn't, you've got to make it. Do you reckon? Do you reckon there's COVID porn? 100%. Oh yes! Oh, absolutely. No. Yeah. Really? Like they're wearing masks and yeah. oh, we're in lockdown. No, yeah. I meant like I you meant can't like, get within two meters of me. No, I didn't mean <laughs> lockdown porn. I meant more like or oh, do that lateral flow test and yeah, come that, sit on this. I'm <laughs> I'm certain there will be. It's putting <laughs> things down a throat. You know, it's. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh God! Fundamentally, people are weird. That yeah. is like that is the ultimate thing that you have to remember. People do weird things because it's fun, mm-hmm. because they're bored, because they can and will. Like like the whole like why climb Mount Everest? Mm, who's there? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> why make lateral flow porn? Uh-huh. Mm, it's Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I had some tests knocking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like you know like. Beyond all obvious, the obvious horrors, there's a few things that I could see why there would be sexy about COVID. The masks, the sort of like anonymity. That's Ooh, the, the thing latex that, gloves. There you go. You see the medicalness of it. Like that's a whole thing. So, because you're an expert in in sex, more so than noun. Okay. <laughs> like it's one of those but, things because like there's a lot of stuff that happens before sex. Mm. If you okay. think about it, like you have to meet another person. You have to like the other person. And I use Not that word like very broadly. <laughs> do, do yeah. You yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, you know it. I, I catch a meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to go, I wouldn't run away with from you. Like, yeah. yeah, I have to have some level of... Some sort of attraction. Willingness to get within six feet of them. So I've got a, uh, a piece of knowledge about uh, sexual fetishes. Oh, do tell. Um, that I thought, that I thought you'd like. I've been oh. saving this. I found it on TikTok, so you know it's true. <laughs> Remember when we all thought Wikipedia was unreliable? And then, and then along came TikTok. Do you know what? I'm, hold me coat. Do you know what? Every once in a while I'll be scrolling TikTok and there'll be some bloke who's like, um, here are the top three cryptocurrencies you need to get in on right now. And it's like, if anyone falls for that, you deserve to lose your fucking money. It's you crazy. deserve it. Anywho, right? Do you know, and both feel free to have a guess, mm-hmm. do you know what the most common sexual fetish is? Just to clarify, are we talking fetish, like an actual paraphilia? Because hold on, or a kink? They are very different things. I don't know. There uh, we go. Right, so, what is, so what's a yeah. paraphilia? A uh, paraphilia is essentially that anything else other than this doesn't work. Right, so you have to have that. So, say it was balloons. Oh. If there's not a balloon in the room, you can't. That is you're a, not sexually That is interested. an actual fetish. Yeah. Right, you're right. That's that is a, a paraphilia. And that's how and I it. became a children's clown. <laughs> Whereas then, a like, kink is... Just something you're like into. Yeah. 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 So like, oh, that's nice, but if it's not there, I can still... Okay. Still right. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably kink. We're yeah, probably, probably kink. Um... 
Oh, most common. What do you think, Jamie? I'm trying to think because yeah. I've. I have been exposed to so many things mm. that my threshold of normality. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like somebody watches loads of horror films. Yeah. They can't, they, they can't <laughs> see like what's the most popular horror film, like Scream or something like that. They have to be like, is it Baz Luhrmann's 1987 classic? <laughs> I'll be honest, my, my lifestyle in my twenties has done the exact same thing to me. Just, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I would guess it would be some sort of like, um, some sort of relatively like uh, an authority thing, I would guess. So like something school like girl cosplay school girl or medical or something like that, doctors and nurses, something like that. I think some sort of authority um, thing that we all so in contact with. Think less role play right. mm -hmm. and more specific part of the body. Oh, oh feet. Feet. Yes. <laughs> you know that because if you, if you, How if you put any woman's, uh, famous woman's name into Google, Feet will want be one of the autocompletes. So, uh, yeah, I cannot explain that. Shit. So Sorry. feet. <laughs> no, I can't either. So, I'm the I'm the opposite of a foot fetish. Well, I, I will the worst I will tell body. you mm. why foot fetishes exist right now. Prepare for your mind to be blown. According to <laughs> according to <laughs> according to <laughs> science. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay then. Do I believe it was uh, <laughs> Doctor Science from Science University. Oh, he's an expert in sexology. He is an expert in yeah, sexology. Yeah. Actually, she. I don't know why you gendered it. Oh my. Um, that is actually there's a whole field of research on why I would gender it. But go on. That's, <laughs> that's your own. That's your own prejudices coming to this. Yeah. Doctor Science yeah, from right. Science University is in fact non-binary because I have not put a gender on them because I, and this is going to surprise you, made it up. Uh, <laughs> so. you, mean, you mean you would, you would go, come on to a podcast I know. <laughs> and Again. put something on the internet right. oh, yeah. well, and lie. Okay, well, okay. I am so confident that this is true okay. that if anyone can uh, specifically debunk this, then you are free to find me in the street mm -hmm. and punch me in the face. Oh, I am text me and I'll do on. it for you. So, so if any, because I mean, let's be fair, a scientist is going to debunk it. How hard can they punch? Do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like I've a some pretty jack scientist. The ones who are into like sports and nutrition science. Yeah, yeah but it's not like Anthony Joshua is going to be listening to this going, I think you'll find I've got... Ugh. I'll have you know, a colleague of mine uh, he actually researches um, the evolutionary origins of like fighting and boxing and left-handedness, and <laughs> and left-handedness. Yeah, it's a I weird. Love it. Left-handedness is like a, it's a weird thing yeah. because yeah. it's not. Well, don't show him the podcast because I can't be asked getting twatted from. Do you know what? It doesn't yeah. matter because it's true. It's All fucking right, true. Fine. Tell us. Tell <laughs> us. It's true. Bring right. So this is the reason yeah. why uh, foot uh, fetishes uh, exist. Right. Okay. So in your brain. Um, uh, there is a specific part of your brain. I can't remember what fucking part it is. Where it already all, sounds dodgy. All of your senses are sort of interlinked. Do you know what I mean? So if you were to slice your brain open, the big fucking squiggly bit in the middle where all your feelings are, in that bit of your brain, mm -hmm. in every single bit of that maps out exactly where you feel stuff. Right. So your arms, one part, your fucking legs, another part, blah, blah, blah. So right? Yeah. Already is like, I know. And the bit <laughs> the of your genitals yeah. is just next to the bit of your feet. Right. And you're going to tell me that's bollocks now, aren't you? I don't think that is the It's origins. true. It's 100% true. I, I don't. I, I, will, I will look into this because I do know the model that you are talking about. I have seen the image. It, like it's the brain homunculus or something, and it maps. Yes, out. that sounds right. Homunculus. That sounds like a word that I remember. <laughs> and I am vaguely familiar with that. It's. Um, I'll come back to you on it. Genitals. I will next... actually come back to you. Yes, on that. 
genitals are next to feet. Uh, okay. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that's why right. it's so popular. That's why we get Tarantino films. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his thing was choking. No, it's feet. Oh. Watch his films. Uh, like that's why Uma Thurman's in all his films. Yeah, I was just about. I was just about to say. Of his films, there are so many lingering shots of naked so women's feet. The amount okay. of times, the amount of times in Kill Bill, yeah. where Uma Thurman's feet are in a close-up and she's yeah. just manoeuvring past broken glass. Yeah. yeah. Once. That might be an acceptable shot. Yeah. But 11 times. Honestly, once yeah. you notice it, it's everywhere. It's his fetish. Oh, he's su- like super, super into <laughs> He's, he's arranged his whole life around yeah. photographing Uma Thurman's feet. Yeah. Are there but, any fetishes that you just don't get? Like, like you look at them and you go... No, but I will tell you that the, the balloons, I think that is my favourite fetish because mm. I can understand it in a really weird way. It maps out so perfectly when you think about it. So... I mean, there are two types of balloon fetishes from my understanding. Yeah, there's the poppers and the keepers. Yeah, the, the inflators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right. I've, I, so so I've the watched... inflating is the bit that they're into, all uh, the popping. Yeah, so yeah. I've watched a, a thing on YouTube. I of think the we dude might have watched the same who, document. He's yeah. American, of course he fucking yeah. is. Um, no offence to your country, but you are the home of weird things. Um, I think Japan's got something to say about that. <laughs> I think Japan has got some skin in that game, to be honest yeah. with you. Mate. Yeah, I mean, you're getting no, run no, close. We, we can acknowledge America. Very strange things mm-hmm. come from America. Hi. That's, that's yeah, indisputable. Yeah, that's there is a, so there is a bloke, and his whole fucking room is full of balloons. Yeah. And he's got big ones and small ones. And, mm-hmm. But also as well, I know this sounds weird, but if you had to draw a man that was sexually attracted to balloons... Sure. You would draw that man, wouldn't you? Like he very much looks like, and I don't, I don't even know that that's a thing. But he does look like, like, like once, once he says, "I'm sexually attracted to balloons," you, go you don't go, no, you, you, <laughs> you, never. You go, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so why is the balloon one? Oh, because because in the in the blowing up of balloons, there's a lot of anticipation. There's a lot of Tension. build up. Exactly. And so you can kind of map it on to. <laughs> but, but so it's like being on old, like yeah, like being on old. There is to like going a, to be someone, and that 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 is their fetish. There will be someone who's hold, being what? on hold is their fetish. Hold yeah. music. Yeah. Do 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 do. And then it's like, oh my god. <laughs> I just get really turned on whenever I hear green sleeve. <laughs> yeah, my call is important to you. <laughs> So you like the balloon one's good for you, like like you think that was. It's it, it makes sense. I can understand yeah, can how somebody. Yeah, exactly. It's just a, a bit of weird rewiring of yeah. the anticipation and the excitement. It just kind of got latched on to something that you yeah. go. What? Is there yeah. any bits where you go? I don't understand that at all. Like I know that we shouldn't kink shame, but there are still some stuff where you look at and you go, nuts. Like. No, because there's a part of my brain that turns on and says, I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. My job is not to judge. It's to try and understand. Right. Okay. Okay. And I will... It's our job to judge. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, guys can, you guys can kink shame all you like. My yeah. job is to sit there and go, what is the mechanism? I only kink shame people who, I... whose kink is kink shaming. That's what I do. So, and you so should feel bad about are that. There ones, yeah. Are there ones that you 
think are weird. Well, like, uh, uh, like uh, John McAfee, God rest him, has just gone. He was a, a big poo fetishist and like would was get. Was he? he and, would get I women. knew loads of stuff about John McAfee, but not right. his poo fetish. Oh right, watch the documentary about him. He's mad. He like he um, he like was in the uh, he, he was uh, he basically like ran away to the jungle because he was on the run. Believe he was a real bad guy. Um, yeah, he believed. Uh, and he had like um, he had basically like a, a, a bunch of women who would live in his house as housekeepers, and their only real duty was every now and again he'd be like right it's your turn get in the hammock right? and they get in the hammock they had a hole cut out and he'd lie underneath them and they'd poo in his mouth okay. and like would do nothing else they were all like oh. he didn't touch himself we didn't have sex or anything so that i don't get well okay so freddie just had like this really massive reaction yeah 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 so like there were different kinds of disgust mm. yeah like there's a pathogen disgust so yeah. that's like it, that, that is dirty and could hurt me yeah there's gross bacteria and yeah there's also sexual disgust and then there's moral disgust and I'm curious which one. It was it was it, so it was pathogen disgust, hundred okay. percent, because moral disgust. To be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Belize is quite a poor country. Mm. Uh, I imagine those women are living in poverty. Mm. I imagine John McAfee plays quite well. <laughs> and as far as jobs go, do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I I'd love to get a fucking twenty grand a year job where for half an hour every day I shit on some dude's face. Like I, I'd yeah. honestly be absolutely happy with that. In the UK. And he yeah. thinks it's his fetish and not yours. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it was a pathogen thing. Yeah. So the idea of pooing is gross, but the idea of pooing in mouth, I think, is horrible. Yeah. So if, 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 if it was a poo on a chest, then in my head, you can get up and go, like that, and just, yeah. just get, like that, the and push it off. The mouth's too gnarly. The mouth's too gross. Do you know, do you know what it is? is it, it, I, I think it's... Is it not the anticipation thing that's the same as the balloons? Oh, maybe. It that might be. probably be a big part So you see yeah. the bum hole going like that, and you're like, oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. It you see a little bit of brown, you're like, here we go. Oh. It could be, because, like, again, that, like, sex and gender, but... Yeah, sex is a huge field. I am not yeah. an expert in all of them. Do you know things. what would be dead funny? What? If, if his only kink was... Um, poo but it had to go in his mouth and anywhere else he was like gross so so he had to time it so that he caught it and then he was like great i'm, I'm satisfied man, man needs a funnel but, but if he yawns and then shuts his mouth and it just brushes his nose he's like fuck <laughs> sake fuck it it's all over my bloody face now you dick i wanted it in here well, like on the um, the it's moral versus pathogen thing, what about, I, I, I would put on record, I, I, mor I have no moral disgust at anything any consenting adults want to do. Like, literally, as wild as you want to get it, it's between you and whoever else. I like, do. Yeah. I, have, I have a bit of... So, so one of the things that I don't like, and I don't know why I don't like it, but I don't like it, is, like, financial dominatrix shit. Right, okay. I don't know why... But there's something about that that I'm just really not okay with. I, think I, I don't know why. those women. If you can manage to send, get random guys to just send you money for nothing, good, it feels good on you, girl. it feels exploitative to me. And, that's and why I they know, like it. but that's I know, what they enjoy. yeah, I know that it's not. I know that it's not. But there's something about just I, I can't shake it. And I know that I'm wrong. So these are women who get men to send them money. Mm -hmm. For no other reason than... Yeah, they the, like the, being so financially dominated, these men. These yeah, men so are like, take all my money, you control it, you send me an allowance and keep the rest. Okay. And yeah, like, so they like being skinned, basically. That's yeah. the fucking thing. And I don't, know, I don't know why, but it's just something that doesn't 
sit well with me. It feels exploitative. Mm-hmm. It might not be, but it feels so exploitative. So we're judging the, the women who get the money, oh, not no, the men. No, no, no. I think so. So it's most common. It's most common that it's a guy giving money to women. Yeah, but yeah. if it was the other way around, uh-huh. I'd feel equally awful. So it's. But, but okay. So we are still though feeling gross about the people who get get the money. Yeah. Not. Not the people who are giving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just checking. Just yeah. clarifying I, so, that. So I don't know why. And, and again, I know that it's... it's Because m- you're tight. It's, it's just because yeah. you're tight. It literally is. It's just you don't like the idea of losing money. It's literally that. That like, probably is. T- is how, much, how much for a pint is it's that exactly that. Thing. Or you're jealous. Because like, what? Yeah. Why, why can't somebody just give me money? Yeah. Well, I mean... I, I, mean, I can't tell you why. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like now is the perfect uh, opportunity to plug the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how is that any more dignified? <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Seamless segue. Patreon.com forward slash bigoted for just three pound a month and uh if it turns you on i'll call you a dirty little bitch uh, every <laughs> every time the direct debit comes out i realize how much of a hypocrite i am yeah. but, I just, yeah. but but it's not though because i create this content mm-hmm. yeah but they create sexual content or even just like them no sing- it's not the same as only fans it's, it's definitely no, no, not but like it's not like they just send the money and never hear from them again they see they send them videos of them spending yeah. their money and going look what i'm spending your money on you dirty rat and they're like what brilliant yeah it just doesn't sit well with me i don't know what it is it's my fault it, it is I, your fault. like i'm well aware that it's a totally consenting thing between two adults I say, go get that bag I mean, sisters it's completely off topic but tangential i mean psychics and mediums and mm. you know people who oh they are scum to be fair oh i'm dead against them as well to be fair is that not the same reaction the same feeling oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah 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 so so uh we actually had uh the wonderful michael marshall on in episode two um he's also gonna gonna be on in future as well he's uh one of the uh, i think he's the only guy in the uk whose job it is to debunk psychics oh, professional yeah, he's, skeptic he's yeah like a, he's and like he's brilliant Randy, isn't he? like, oh i love him yeah, absolutely yeah. love him and some of his youtube videos are so funny i love it yeah. oh brilliant i could watch psychics being debunked i'll tell all you day. i'll tell you another one that i don't like as well and again it's just a it's it's totally a me thing um you know, I'm not trying to say people who do this are disgusting. It's it's me not getting it, basically. Mm. Um, it's uh, the daddy daughter role play thing. Uh-huh. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't get on board with it. Yeah. No. To be fair, I am um, like a, a former partner of mine was really into that, and that was my line where I was like, I just don't think I can. So, so same as well. Yeah. So I. Uh, had um, a, 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 wasn't a partner or something like yeah. that, but she was really into it. And I was like, I'm not into this, but I'll give it a go. Yeah. And I distinctly remember her saying one thing. I can't even remember. It, it, it was something it just, that she brought up, and instantly it was, this has to be ended. And I'll yeah. tell you what the word was. Baby food. Oh, okay. As soon as I heard that, yeah. Yeah. I was done. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Well, it is- I'm cashing my chips in. We're done. So what attracted to you her to begin with then? Uh, she was attractive and had a nice personality. And it wasn't the feet. Seemed like a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, they were in little baby mittens to, to start with, so <laughs> I didn't true. know. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was just, but I mean, I was trying to be open-minded with it and it wasn't really, it, it wasn't my it's, thing. It's just yeah. an extension of like, um, like, you know, a lot of fetishes come under like sort of power play. Like a lot of them are just different dressings on the same thing of like, you know, someone in a position of authority and someone, you know, dominant submissive. It's the same thing. Yeah, it was a little too rich for my blood, but you know. 
if you, if you, if that's what you I think it for. depends how much you get into it, maybe. For me, so how much? I think you've got to be all the way in. If you're halfway committed, it's weird. No, if you're fully in. No, I'm the other way around. I think that if you're like, ah, oh, god, like that. If, if that's your level of acting, then I'm. I can get on board with it. But if you're like, ah, oh, we need a cot, I'm like, nope. Do you know what I mean? Like, all right. I feel like commit to the bit, but props is too far. Props. Yeah. The minute that you bring, <laughs> the minute that you're doing a fucking shot round Mothercare, yeah. the it's minute like you a, treat like a Mothercare like an Ann Summers, that's too much for me. It's like a stand-up set. If you're bringing props. I don't respect you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so your thing, I, I mean, I don't just want to talk about sex, yeah, even though say, yeah, yeah. that's like, exactly we what have we have been doing. Those right? Like, again, not the thing I'm actually the expert in, but, but what it's so much more interesting. But what, <laughs> but what we're doing is we're treating this like an Edinburgh show. Yeah. We're getting all the funny material out at the beginning. Yeah. And now when we do deep philosophical discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we, get some stars in the bank for well, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got the audience on side and now for the critics. <laughs> so, so you also look at attraction and yes. gender attraction and how yeah. attraction is formed. Well, because, yeah, that, that's what I was saying before, is that prior to the actual sexual act, loads of things happen along the way. Because you have to meet somebody, you have to like them, and you, you know, if you have a choice between A, B, or C, why choose A over B? And not only that, but why do women go one way and men go another way? And... You know, Again, why feet? Because like that is not the sexiest part of the body. No. Yeah. I've heard that it's because. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this came from Doctor Science of Science University. You know, I'm going to peer review it's that paper. It's pronounced No, but like proportionally speaking, right? Your yeah. face is the most attractive component of you. Mm -hmm. It tells you so much more about a person than you probably think you want to know. And then after that, for like women, it's their hip to waist ratios. Those are like the yeah. Know, the sexy things that we look for. Do you know like what? Forearms. Uh, Women who are dead into forearms, I find, when I talk to them. That's the thing that comes up constantly. Yes, and... Height. Height. Yeah. Height. I'm Big six one. foot seven, so I'm proper glad for that one. Yeah, <laughs> because you are, as well, and I don't mean this to slight you. I'm, I'm sure this is going to be lovely. Aside from your height, yeah. you are a conventionally very ugly man. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But you, you have six foot seven. I'm gorgeous. You get fucked. If you were five six, you'd look like Woody Allen. Yeah, like, you know? like it's it, it's definitely not harmed me being six foot seven. Totally. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely been the the main weapon in my arsenal. You it's like, shoot, hey, I'm tall and funny. You shoot out of your league, don't you? Oh it's, yeah, like it's definitely added a couple of points onto you know where I would be in the. I'm I'm world. five ten, which is average mm. for a man, um, and so height's never been. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not it's tall not a enough. Problem, but it's also not like a selling. Point. Totally. So, yeah. so it's it's not tall enough for women to go. Oh, you're really tall. But it's not short enough for women to go. He's nah, too short. He's yeah, too yeah. short. Yeah. Do you know what I have found as well? And I swear that this is a thing. And you are going to tell me otherwise. I can tell. Well, <laughs> I can already tell. I love this. I, I, th this is what I love about this show. Is I become an expert uh, when an expert looks at me <laughs> yeah. and goes, "You're talking out your ass." Yeah, yeah. Because they go, I love like, that moment when you're halfway yeah. through a sentence. They're like, "Because they're super polite. They're all wonderful people, yeah. but they can't help but go." This is bollocks. <laughs> I can't help it. So right. Yes. Every um, uh, woman that I've been in like a proper serious relationship with. Mm -hmm. The fathers have been uh, overweight. Okay. And I am convinced mm -hmm. that their fathers being overweight has made them more receptive to, like, 
dating a bigger guy or wanting to date a bigger guy. It's interesting because my uh, girlfriend's dad is actually salad fingers. Fucking slender man. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? No, that's exactly the thing. There's a lot to unpack. But you know, they say like uh, men go for women that are like the mothers and stuff. And women go for men who are like their fathers. It's so like I would say one of the strongest things in mating and attraction is called assortative mating. Assortative mating. Assortative mating. This is where likes like people who are like themselves. That, you know, right. Again, that's blown me. Go on, likes birds like birds of a feather flock together. Okay, that, so like, people people go out with people that are similar to them. Very much so. Yeah. Very much. Checks so. out with me. My girlfriend's six two. Like, is she? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like she's really tall and slender, like quite similar like uh, colouring in that she's got similar like mousy brownie sort of hair. And people look at you and go, yeah, they're a couple. Yeah. 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 Do you know? Do you know what? As well, I read somewhere um, that the way that attraction works is that you are like primed to accept whoever's in your ballpark yeah so that is yeah, kind of you're, you're right so one of the things is that we have this thing called mate value and it's absolutely phenomenal because it's this holistic appraisal of how valuable you are as a mate amazing see yeah. told you we were going to get onto <laughs> science now yeah. that so, is yeah. that is the thing so so it, it, it is just like you know, we all have this kind of concept of, well, she's a perfect 10. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's but she wears a 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Baby, keep a little two for me. <laughs> but no, it, it is that kind of like, you know, she's got the looks, she's got the smarts, mm. she's got the personality, she's a perfect 10. But yeah. here's the thing as well, right? Right. Is, is, and again, we're jumping off on a tangent here. I mentioned this in a previous podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what a man mm-hmm. sees as a perfect 10 is more objective than what a woman sees as a perfect 10. So there are women who are like, is, Tom Hardy's just not my type. Right. He's just not my type. I don't know what it is about him, but he's just not my type. I just don't like Johnny Depp. No, I'm not really like that. Mm-hmm. Chris Helmsworth, on the other hand, I would. Do you know what I mean? Right. Whereas I, there is no man that goes, Scarlett Johansson. No. Do you, know, do you know what I yeah. mean? So there's a more objectiveness there, around men. Yeah, but there are, like, within... It's uh, still, like, you know, you have, like, a type, definitely. Like, there, there are, like, loads of women who I'm like, oh, yeah, she's objectively beautiful, but she wouldn't be right for me. I wouldn't go for, like... You know, like, women who are, like... If, if they've got, like, loads of fake tan and big eyelashes mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, like, more power to them. I'm not judging them at all, but yeah. they're not going to be into me. I'm not going to be into them, you know? You can like, look at, say, like, Kim Kardashian versus Kristen Bell. Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. The cute blonde pixie versus exactly. the bombshell brunette. Exactly. Very different women. I'm going cute blonde pixie 100% of the time. Yeah, but if Kim Kardashian came up to you and said, Rob, listen, for some unknown reason, I want to have sex with you. Nah, I respect ah. my boy Kanye too much. You wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. For you, Yeezy. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the whitest thing ever caught on film. <laughs> uh, no, like, but I, yeah, no, like, well, you know, like, it's, it's a different thing. But, like, uh, yeah, but, like, obviously, like, um, would sleep with and would be in a relationship with are very two different standards. I think, I think that might be the case for men, but maybe not women, or am I wrong? Okay, unpacking that a bit further, because, yes, mm. that is totally a different case between men and women. Um, there was this really famous study that was done on a university campus, right? where they got these, you know, lab assistants to approach random people on campus and say something like, sorry, excuse me, but I've noticed you around campus and I think you're really, you know, attractive. How would you feel about going back to mine and having sex right now? 
And so they had the male participant. The, the male. Like, I think I already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? I where this is going. The fact that this even had to be an experiment <laughs> is baffling <laughs> to me. Excuse me, uh, I'm after some funding. I want to see. <laughs> I told you, it's like a classic, you know, spilling of the field of sex and attraction research. You know, yeah, surprisingly, the men were like, yeah, all right then. And the women were like, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I can't believe I can't believe that even made it to funding point. Yeah, yeah but you had to do the research, and then yeah. you know you follow up on that, and you go, "Why is that the case? Okay. What is it about that? What is it about men that makes them go, yes, I will do that,' versus women who go, no? Can I can I have a can I hazard a guess? Okay, please do. So, uh, do you want to also hazard a guess? Yeah, I'll hazard a guess. So my guess uh-huh. would be that. Uh, it's a safety issue. Okay. So I think that a man going back to a woman's uh, apartment to have sex mm-hmm. uh, exhibits relatively low risk, mm-hmm. whereas a woman going back to a man's apartment that she doesn't know is more risk, but mm-hmm. also if the man is so forward as to uh, just literally go and, and say that straight away, I think they'll be even more on guard. So I think it's like a, a survival thing where they yeah. go, that's going to be a dangerous situation. It's also just lower stakes for uh, men having sex in general. Like, we're not going to have to carry a baby, potentially. You know, when you get down to, like, an evolutionary standpoint, like, men, men have, like, you know, we can just go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the end of it. You so know? what you're talking about there is called the minimal parental investment. That is, oh, there we go. That is literally what yes, it is. Yes, there's a concept. Well the done. Dwight York theory. <laughs> <laughs> like... If I had a scoreboard here, I'd be like, one. Yes! <laughs> like, no, you each get a point there. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. because absolutely. Yay! Go team! Well done, both of you. I'm so bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get a little gold star? I might just do that. Yeah, yeah no, so the minimal parental investment, because you're absolutely right. Women, or the female of our species mm. at least, because it will differ. Sure. Um, but the female of our species, you know, gestation, lactation, postnatal care. That's a fuck ton of calories. I think I once read that it takes like 20,000 or 100,000 calories to have an infant. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, I can have sex with one man and have one kid. The man can have sex with 100 women and have 100 kids. Like, there is mm-hmm. that limitation. Sure. So, as the female of the species, who do you choose to have kids with when you have such a limited capacity sure. to pass on your genes, which genes are you going to go for? Mm, am I going to go for You're these genes? Choose a or bit those? More carefully. And there's a whole lot of choices and trade-offs and strategies mm. to take into account. And none of this is like at the conscious level, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. I think there. I do think with modern dating, there is a lot more strategic going on. Oh, 100%. Of like, you know, it's a lot more laid out of like yeah. a tick list sort of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, like it's the same thing he, underneath. Yeah, isn't it? he's six foot four, but this one owns a car. Mm. Yeah. Are those things equal? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out in my research, at least. Is yeah. at what point does height become equivalent to owning a Ferrari? Oh, I, I can very much tell you, it's six foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's got me out of being a poor, poor bastard for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's that minimal parental investment in a nutshell. Is that you know obligatory? effort of reproduction and then similarly that yeah the female of the species is smaller and weaker and so there is that heightened risk of you know she couldn't yeah there is a there is a physical danger and a reproductive danger because uh reproduction is not always a choice from an evolutionary perspective okay 
So you mentioned um, that part of your research is working off that trade-off at what point is height the equivalent to a Ferrari, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> So, like, men know that, like, there are certain things that women find attractive. Yeah. Like, for example, height is obviously a major one. Yeah. Money is another uh, well, one well, that we talk vague, about. I think, I think money comes under sort of, like, power as well. It's sort of like, that's more of it's, a thing. It's so, so, the, so the, the terminology we use is resource acquisition. There we go. Oh, doesn't that sound right? so that clinical? Sound? It's a lovely way of putting gold digging. Yeah. <laughs> now, I ain't saying she a resource acquisitionist, <laughs> but she invests a window pro resource acquisition. Is. Get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down. Well, but it's true. So, you know, like, so some of the, like, weird um, gender and sex differences we see, like, men wear Rolex watches. They buy flashy cars. And women do engage in some of this yeah, I've got the big boy Casio on today. Ooh. <laughs> uh, st- oh. You've already mentioned you're taken. It's fine. <laughs> but, what yeah, it's, it's, it's why, do, why do men buy the dinners and pay for the drinks? And it's mm. demonstrating that they have the resources to provide. Sure. You know, should the woman so, be interested in that? So, obviously, we know that those two things are like a thing, and everyone knows that, yeah. right? What point, like, so, so here, so how important mm-hmm. is, for example, physical attractiveness? Okay. Is that, is that ah. as important as what we think? Because I bet it's less important than so what we think. So, that's the other thing that we have to think about, though, is there are the differences between going to the pub on a Friday night and having a couple of drinks and yeah. saying, I'm not going home alone. Yeah. And saying, ooh, I'm going to enter a legally binding contract. I'm just, to- I'm, I'm just trying to give hope to all the incels that listen to this podcast. <laughs> just trying to give them a hope to cling on to. You know what I love? Okay, one quick fun fact about the incels. Yeah. Started by a woman wow. who was, yeah, because incels involuntary, involuntarily yeah. celibate. And she was, you know... Involuntarily celibate, and really? she started it she, online. But she probably wasn't quite as angry about it. She wasn't. She <laughs> just felt a bit weird and yeah. lonely and isolated because, but like, and so she started this online community, oh and it exploded. Poor woman. Like, I feel right? for her. Like she's just like, oh, I'm just not getting any action, and then yeah. suddenly she's starting off all these like school shooters. Like accidentally, surely, surely a dating app that would uh, match male and female incels together would be incredibly. Yeah, but it's going to be very (laughs) one-sided. The the gender balance is not going to be great. You're you're going to open the app. There's going to be one swipe, and then it's going to say loading forever. Well, that's the thing. That's the case on Tinder. Oh, it's wildly stacked. It's like. The top ten percent of males are competing for the ninety percent of women out there. It oh, it's, is it's crazy on Tinder. It's like from like because uh, I, I, I was single for a bit when Tinder existed, and like seeing the difference between like my female friends on t- uh, Tinder and me on Tinder, it's just totally different. And like, there's always a direction that I'd never get right because there's the left and the right, and I always have to. So like, you swipe <laughs> right when you like them, I think, and then you left when you don't. Okay. I, think, I think, if I remember right, anyway. Yeah, so men are right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, Women yeah, are yeah. left, yeah. left, left, right. Yeah, because, because with, 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 with men, the idea is that you cast your net out as... Yeah. It's far and wide. You have sex with 100 women, you have 100 yeah. offspring, so and thus your, I think your that progeny is secure. Men, are, men treat it like a fisherman. They throw the net out mm-hmm. and then gather all the fish that... The are, women are like a line fisherman. No, the, like, no they're, they're more like a, a very selective vegetable picker. <laughs> and what they do is they, they go right. up like that and then they look and they, they go, the maybe, out. and then they put it to one side and then they do the other one. Yeah, women are just a lot more restricted. In these kinds of ways. Is it not also as well, and, and again, yeah. 
Forgive me if I'm talking out of my arse here. Because um, I think whenever you talk about something like this, there's the risk of coming across incredibly narrow-minded and bigoted. Just whenever but, you talk, Freddie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you think I'd be used to it by now, wouldn't you? Um, but is there not also, like, if, if women want to, like, select a mate and find a partner and, yeah. like, have a child and stuff, you also, you've got a set window to do that. It's longer than you think, though. Is it? It's a lot longer. Like, it's surprising how much longer that window is than people think. Because people think, oh, by the time you're 35, your fertility drops off. Barren. And Yeah, and it's not true, actually. It's a lot older than people think. Well, 36. The fact that um, people believe that, sort of render that sort of... Um it's sort of meaningless. If, if they believe that, then they, it it's, affects their behaviour so still. Th there, again, like psychologically speaking, there's a lot of things that we have to think about. So there's the difference between intended behaviour, choosing behaviour, and what you actually do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's one of those weird things about social pressures. So one of my favourite things is um, the kin hypothesis, which is the, the question was, why are modern families small? And it might not be a weird question to you guys. You might not have uh, even thought about it, but yeah, seriously, it used to be the case that yeah. you'd be one of 10 or 12 kids and now it's you're one of two. Is yeah. that not because some of them are die along the way? No, I mean, that it's part of it, but it's also things like, um, I'm originally from New York, so I'm not in close proximity to my biological family. My biological family, when I do go home, it is all about family, babies, cousins, aunties, uncles. It is very much biological kinship. But when I'm with my friends, it's more about career ambitions. It's more about, you know, your individual okay. things. So it's not just like, I mean, that's, there, there is something there about like a K versus R strategy of do you have a lot of kids who are going to die like, you know, bugs and bunnies? Or do you do the blue whale tactic of having one kid you know is going to make it? Well, <laughs> I always think that it's a working class thing to have loads of kids and, and like a middle I, like, I, th I think I think middle class it drops out to like two kids yeah. and then upper class like posh hoes they'll pump out 15 because my because my yeah. dad's one of seven right and uh, so I've got cousins yeah. and uh, aunties and uncles and stuff that I've never even seen because yeah. they're just well, well, like family, my, my grandma and granddad I think my grandma has like eight like siblings and like my granddad does as well but like that that's where it sort of stopped in my family then it's like you know the, there's three that they mm. had and then like two for everyone below that yeah, so yeah it's definitely is like there's definitely trending that way isn't it it's definitely there are definitely still class issues like you said because if you could afford to have 10 kids i mean kind of why not I mean, there's definitely reasons to not have Loads 10 kids. Loads of reasons why but please, <laughs> To the people out there, please do not go about having 10 kids yeah. because we cannot, you know, afford... The planet won't right? take it. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you know when I see those programs where it's like 17 and counting and it's like... It's some, like why did you think we need 17 of you? Yeah, and right. also, it's also it's never as well without, you know, wanting to sound horrible. It's never like, uh, you know, Dad Stephen is a rocket scientist yeah. and, and Mum Trish is a fucking... Olympic gymnast. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always... <laughs> Scientist and Olympic gymnast. Where the fuck did they meet? I don't know, a convention. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rocket and Pommel Horse Convention. Wait, Every Olymp year in town. Those Olympians, they, they are educated. They did go to oh. universities and have things to yeah. do other than sports. Oh, do you know? Yeah. Um, oh, you there we go. Scientist and an imagine, Olympian. imagine if yeah. that's the thing that gets me cancelled. <laughs> imagine How that was the you? thing. Like, you gymnast protesting outside your gigs. Do you know what? Apparently. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're all protesting waving ribbons <laughs> together they all fucking jump on each other like a transformer yeah, and it's one massive person cancelled <laughs> Yeah. Oh fucking! It's the most beautiful cancellation performance <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, you know, apparently in the Olympic Village, mm. uh, they th- th- there's a not necessarily a problem, but it's an issue every every four years when they do the Olympics. It's a problem that athletes just fuck each other. Yeah, like of they go, they, do. they go through it. They're incredibly beautiful, incredibly fit yeah, people like who just achieved amazing sense, things. Makes well, total sense in to Tokyo, me. in yeah. Tokyo, they've Except it's uh, COVID right now, so maybe it, not. Well, in Tokyo, they've done those. They, they've made anti-shagging beds. Yeah, they don't work though. I saw three Mexican wrestlers testing it. They all jumped on it. <laughs> like, so they made these beds that are meant to collapse if two people go on them okay. to try and stop people shagging. Because you know, of course, Olympic athletes wouldn't manage to be able to shag standing up. No, but like, uh, and so also they made as well, these cardboard beds, but yeah, these three massive Mexican wrestlers jumped on it, and they're like, "It'd be fine." I, I, <laughs> I love the idea as well that like you you're having sex. And then the bed collapses. And oh, then you well, go, like that would stop you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, okay. I've, I've literally had that happen and it yeah. did not stop anything. Yeah, just, well. just, we were just at a weird angle. Yeah, that's the end of that now. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, let me let me just back out of here. Okay, you you carry on. Yeah, there we yeah. go. We, we're just going to have to stop now. Like, it just seems like a weird fucking... Oh, but like, course, like, like, I think it makes perfect sense, though. Yeah. They're, they're incredibly... They're in amazing shape. They're all, like, beautiful physical specimens. And they've all been working incredibly hard for four years oh, to get pumped. to that point. They're and as soon as they're pumped. done, if you've just won a medal that you've been for your whole life, A, you look cool as hell, so everyone's yeah. going to think you're attractive because you, you've just proved you are the best in the world and that's attractive. And then there's the fact that you're done. You can celebrate. You let your hair down. And, oh, the Swedish volleyball team are here. You know, <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, just... I, 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 why wouldn't they be shagging? I, yeah. I, there is something really attractive about a gold medalist. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's a champion, those, anyone who's a cheese. It's those tasty, tasty genetics that they yeah. have. That mm, fitness, they're going to be healthy, and any kids that I have with them are going to be. Yeah, yeah, you know, they they will survive. They will outrun that cheetah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is, right? The like base the back of monkey your brain bit yeah. that we don't really think like you know it's not yeah. conscious. It's yeah. like, it's, oh, it's if she can do that to a javelin. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's part of the reason why people think that tall men are attractive is because like they've got this really great immune system. And yeah, it's that's like, not true <laughs> <laughs> that's the that, that's the theory it's like mm. tall men they they can handle pathogens have i told and you also, i think there's also that you know the threat of violence again not from this tall yeah man. your reach would yeah, be like yeah, yeah. have i told you my theory on my immune system you have not please, okay please share <laughs> so so everyone thinks this is bollocks uh, but i'm telling you now it's true right okay. So I have got a better immune system uh-huh. than most people. I uh-huh. don't get sick ever. So I've been sick. Do you want to hear my theory on this? One roughly yes, about two times in my adult life. Okay. Uh, once was when I had bronchitis when I was like twelve or whatever, mm. and once I had like a viral infection when I was like twenty. Mm. I never get sick. Uh, I got COVID and didn't even realise. I was. I was. Yeah. Uh, you tell me this now, man. I was. Like, asymptomatic uh, and you know what I was on the Have A Word podcast and Adam and Dan were both taking the piss and they were going <laughs> oh, oh, you, you fat and you used to smoke so you're not very good they both had COVID mm-hmm. laid them the fuck out for two weeks yeah. um, but my theory behind it mm-hmm. is when I was a baby yeah. like six weeks old mm-hmm. I had whooping cough and I nearly died mm-hmm. and so I genuinely believe that I have developed a stronger immune system as a response to that, 
and it has served me throughout my life. Now, people always bullshit it because I, I'm, I don't eat well, I don't exercise This is, this is my theory, that okay. Freddie is in such horrific shape that his normal way of being feels like being ill. So when he gets an illness, yeah. he just doesn't notice because he already feels like what, shit like, every day. Like Mr Burns where he goes to the doctor yeah. and he's got all the diseases yeah, they're all like and they're all trying to push through the door. That's what I think it is because you smoke, you don't exercise, you don't Invincible. eat right. Invincible. just cancelled each other out. It's like if one twig comes out... You're don't you be out. shaking your bloody head like he makes sense. Unbelievable. <laughs> you're bloody walking home, Dr <laughs> Jamie Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Okay, so... so uh, Testosterone, the manly hormone that makes men men. Yeah. It is. It's technically an immunosuppressant. That means it reduces your immune system's ability to do its job. Yeah, that's why I get ill all the time. So, are you saying? Are you saying that? The reason You've that I get see, 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 it's a really counterintuitive thing. I'm going to see how far you. The can reason take it. I get. I, I'm hang about yeah, the reason the reason that I don't get sick is because I masturbate loads. <laughs> no, it's because you've generally got low testosterone. Hence, yeah, because it's well. fucking jobbing out me dick in it. Is that? Is that? I mean, I wouldn't connect those two things, but no. It, the idea is like you can if you've got a really strong immune system, you can handle a lot of testosterone. Okay. It's like I always think of it as like a spring that if you have like one of those really huge springy coils, okay. it can handle a lot of pressure pushing down on it. Yeah. So testosterone is like the pressure trying to suppress the immune system, okay. but if your immune system is super strong, it could take a lot. So so just to sort of throw this out there. Yeah. Then. So we are told uh-huh. to uh, fruit and veg five yeah. a day. Yeah. Why then mm-hmm. are we not told as men to have five wanks a day? That, that reduces yeah. your testosterone. Yeah, which would... Uh, and testosterone is an immunosuppressant. Yeah, no, yeah, but it's, but like, but it's like resistance training. It's like... like that, that's the theory on it. So it, because it's a suppressant, yeah. it's suppressing your immune system more, so your immune system is working harder, so it gets stronger. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then when, so you hit, when you hit 30 or whatever... And your testosterone starts to drop, yeah. Then you've got a stronger immune system. What's happening? Yeah. What's happening? You got it. I've got you got it. it. I've, I've yeah. totally understood it. Yeah. Thank I you. I think understand. the spring analogy really yeah, works. Yeah, no, totally. The so spring like, analogy's killed me off. Right. Let's try. Let's try and find another. An- yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but my problem. My, a so, so my problem. <laughs> yes. Please draw me a picture of me masturbating and not getting ill. Okay. No. Okay. Well, I want to see no, that. No, 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 no like, masturbating okay. would reduce your testosterone. Not only that, but the impact that masturbation and ejaculation has on your testosterone levels. Really is not a significant amount. Right. Like, is it like, not? It's not. Like there are some. There are some athletes. You thought that was as well, didn't you? Well, no. Like I didn't, you I didn't did. think yeah, it was that did. major. I thought it would. It would have some effect, but I didn't think it was everything. Yeah. No, well, I didn't think it was everything. Like, but I thought it was like enough. I thought it was like you know. No, there were definitely like going back to the Olympics, right? Did I hang about? Just well, to, no, I don't know. No. Going back to the Olympics, though, there were some people, and I don't know the answer. I am. So willing to say I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Never. <laughs> um, but there are those who thought that athletes should have sex before the big game mm. because it would boost their testosterone levels and make their muscles more muscly and their heart rates more poundy and, and thus more oxygen. As well, isn't there? 
Exactly. And there's others who think, well, no, sex will drain you and will reduce your testosterone and thus you will be at less performance. I still to this day don't know there's the not actual any conclusive evidence either way. No fighter. If there is conclusive evidence, I don't know it. There might be conclusive evidence like this. Fighters are told not to have sex before a big fight. Yes, but is that There's in- a lot of bullshit and mythology though in boxing yeah. that's built up over yeah. hundreds of years, you know, like so. Yeah. yeah. you know, there's a lot of old wives' tales knocking about. Yeah. yeah. Also, also as well, you don't want to be there. Like, why did you lose the fight? Oh, I had a wank. And also, you know I mean? like, who's going to tell Tyson Fury not to have a wank? <laughs> like, if Tyson Fury wants to have a wank, you just got to let him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good choice. Anyway. <laughs> I've, honestly, that yeah. the whole spring thing has just blown my mind. Right. Well, it's like how, like, it's like how um, you know, if you lift weights, your muscles have to work harder so they get stronger. Well, it's so not. If it's, you're, if you're, but if it's your immune system's yeah. fighting testosterone. No, but it's not though, because because when you um, stop lifting weights, yeah. your muscles go away. Whereas w- when your testosterone goes away, you're yeah, still it's not left a with that. Analogy. I'm not saying yeah, exactly it's, it's almost like older men get sick more often compared yeah. to. Oh, is that because, because your testosterone does reduce as you get older? Yeah. And then the spring gets yeah. less. It's, it's it's getting less tension. Also, it's, it, it can. So so the reason possibly yeah. that I have. Um, a great immune system is because I'm I have a lot of testosterone. Yes. Wow. Well, that obviously, <laughs> if you're listening to this on the podcast, then you won't have seen what is the most skeptical looking there face. A, there is a real, uh, there's a real context needed by the facial expression. There, yeah, 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 yeah. She honestly, it she was said very qualified. She said that. yes to try and save my feelings. <laughs> That's what happened. And look, yeah, it's probably the most testosterone friend. I think probably that. But I it's because he's such a big hard man. But but I've also heard mm. that that bald men have more testosterone, and I am a bald man. Mm. Yes. So why is it so hard to believe mm. that I have lots of testosterone? Because you've got massive tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god! Oh fucking triggered. <laughs> Gynomastia is a real thing. I Should know, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to don't say give it his medical well, no, term. That's worse. <laughs> yeah, That's worse. I can cope with him Look, saying yeah, Gynomastia. Yeah. I, I can cope with you saying fucking big fat tits. I can't cope with you <laughs> giving it's it a worse medic. when you've got a diagnosis, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, I need a minute. I need a minute. <laughs> Alright, let's backtrack We'll bring it down We'll take it to a scientific Yeah, place. let's get to some, like, Scientific <gasps> attraction Getting, stuff Because I did, I did do When I, I did uh, I did A-level psychology uh, Got a C Don't worry about it So, I, But I did have to do uh, Like an experiment within it That I think it, it's uh, I can't remember You know, obviously It was a copied experiment mm. And uh, it was Based on <laughs> You mean to tell me that at A-level psychology, they weren't getting you to create your own yeah, original research thesis? <laughs> no, like, they're basically like, I'll go do this uh, again, so, like, you know, sort of, like, practice, like, testing, stuff or whatever. But, yeah, the, the, the one I was assigned was, uh, basically, I got pictures of couples, and I separated them. Yep. So I would have uh, a sheet with ten men, ten women from heterosexual couples, mm-hmm. and I would uh, get heterosexual women to rate the men out of ten mm-hmm. uh, for attractiveness. Like, hot enough. Versa. Yeah, essentially, and the correlation between the partners is really crazy exact. Like, like the tens pair with tens. Tens pair with tens, sixes with sixes, fours with fours, eights with eights. It's almost like 
assortative mating is a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, bringing back yeah. to that, it's it's so because if it's you're so defined. Yeah, because yeah. if you're a, if you're a three and you only have it in you to fuck tens, then yeah, that's what incels are. You are threes who want to bang tens. Yeah, and like yeah. Then you don't. You, you, yeah. you. Do you know what it is? Is it's it's it, like you said a source uh, associative. Assort- 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 you can call it matching. Matching. Thank you. <laughs> This is the point in the podcast where the experts realise I'm thick. Always and about dumb, halfway through, no. they go, right, we'll start making it simple. Dumb things no, down. Do you know what? During the B1, uh, Dr. Philip Donkersley started to say the word pheromone, stopped and said smell. <laughs> <laughs> he literally went, ferro, smell. And it was, it was honestly, it was beautiful. Uh, no, I just, I, I do... Many people struggle with assortative mating because it's, it's just, just like, like it's thirty-seven syllables. I can't spell it. Like I am in the fifty-third percentile for spelling. It's a weird fact that I know about myself. Right. And I'm like, you are bang average at spelling, essentially. Well, no, I could be three percent more or less average. That's the way I think of it. It's like I couldn't be fifty. It had to be fifty-three. Just that much better. So, yeah. one of your things is that, as an expert, is that you almost got offered to do Married at First Sight as one of the experts. Not quite. Um, I was approached at one point in my career. We didn't know what it was, but it was, we are a TV show looking for people who are experts on uh, mating, uh, matching people up together, and would you be interested in doing this show? And me and my collaborator were like, no. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever seen Married at First Sight? Yes, I have. Like, my girlfriend watches literally every dating show. Literally everyone. Mm. Like, anything. Like, no matter... Even the ones that other people like, these ones and shit, she'll watch. I'll I watch them all watch. as well. I, I, I like. I, I will watch some of them. There's some like there's loads that I just can't handle because they're too awful. But, like, Married at First Sight, I watched a bit of... Again, like, I tapped out... Like, I was watching the Australian one. I tapped out after about five or six episodes. It was just horrible. Did you... Uh, oh, I love Married at First Sight Australia season six. I yeah. thought it was great. I, I have you watched it? I have. It's amazing, isn't it? I have, like, five episodes left to watch. But it's so great, it isn't good. it? It good. And I'm, I'm sat there on the sofa, you know, talking to my own partner about this show. And, and bless his heart, he has had to put up with me for years. <laughs> To the point, because he's not an academic, but he has had to listen to me rant and rail, and basically it got to the point where he could talk about my research to other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he could be here doing this today. It is ridiculous. <laughs> and so we are like sitting there dissecting, or I'm just sitting there dissecting, and he's politely nodding and playing Pokemon, like on his laptop. <laughs> but you two were made for each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Sounds idyllic. I know, I know. It's like a sort of mating. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I caught a Pokemon. I caught a Squirtle. Yeah, exactly. how we were attracted to that Squirtle though. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a curly little tail. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're we're watching this show and I'm talking about it, and and it is it is quite interesting the things that we're picking up on because it's also provided. I will say, piece of study actually has shown, and I will attest to this. Watching things like those dating shows with your partner and romantic comedies and talking about what happens in them is really good for your relationship mm-hmm. because we'll be watching these couples in the show and you'll realize suddenly how differently men and women do communicate. Yes. Super, super more so. So, like, one of the biggest fights that we've had, not fights, I use that word very loosely, yeah. discussions, Arguing, conversations, disagreements. Not even a disagreement, just a difference of opinions. It was uh, use... how his Evie was going to evolve. 
tell you another story another time. <laughs> <laughs> but we we were having this conversation about we had, we had friends visit us recently with our new baby, and we were talking about their relationship. And I said, if I said to you, get the baby, I do not mean pick it up from its crib while it's crying and bring it to me. That's not what I mean. When I say get the baby, what I mean is, you know, go see what's up, go change a diaper, go feed it if that's what's necessary. And he's like, well, no, but you said get the baby. And he's taking it so literally. Yeah, I would 100% come back with a baby. Yeah. but I, if And that was one of those... On. Yeah, the screensavers are on, and I've no idea. We've been talking for it. way too long. Though. Ignore it; it's fine. Carry on. Yeah, but it's one of those things of like he took That's it fine. so literally of get that means she wants to have it, yeah. but I'm just you know. Go, go that was a big argument for you guys. It wasn't a big argument. It was like one of those. It was those... more just a point where you were like, "Oh, we're communicating totally differently." Yeah, yeah, it was one of those again, like really insightful moments of, "Oh my god, we really are." Yeah. Speaking or using words so differently. Yeah, we, we I think I think men in general we are a lot more literal. Yeah, I think we're a lot more point A to point B without uh, you know like. Yeah, I think there's a lot more uh, sort of allegory and metaphor and stuff in in but it's, female communication generally. It's, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. But sometimes it's just about like the definition. So another conversation I once had with somebody was about um, student accommodation with for exams or how do we accommodate students for their exams. And I'm talking about, you know, accommodating our students. And they're like, what does housing have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. And I realized that for them, the word accommodate just refers to housing. But for me, it's like, how do you give them extra time, give them, right. you know, the resources they need to... Sure, sure, sure. It's much bigger than that. Like, you would accommodate a guest, wouldn't you? You'd bring them yeah. tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. suddenly it's like, oh, this word is different for you. Yeah, yeah. And so get the baby is pick up, bring over, not take care of, sort that out. Because yeah. like, if, if it was like, if the kettle is going off, and I said, can you get the kettle? Would you just bring it to me, or would you just make the cup of tea for us? Yeah, but the thing is, is it, a, a kettle's got one use. Yeah. And that's to boil water. Yeah. And to... But you know why the kettle's whistling. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't you figure out why the baby's crying? Because, because there's, there's, a, there's one solid reason why the kettle is whistling. Uh-huh. Whereas the baby could be crying for many reasons. And you can't figure that out? No, but... Okay. No, but the, <laughs> it's the implication that I have to figure it out. Yes. So there's nothing to figure out with the kettle. Uh, yeah. It's whistling for that one reason. So this is another place where a lot of couples start to, like, get into things. It's, it's that cognitive burden of men don't seem to follow through. I am going to be very generalistic. But, Go for it. Right? It's one of those you kind of got to be, there are obviously, there are exceptions to every rule, oh, not everyone blah, blah, fits blah, everything, exactly. blah, blah, blah. But the general trend. Like, mate, the consensus do you know, is. Do you know what it is? And this is going to make me sound mm-hmm. horrible. But, uh, so men and women are equal, but they are not the same. No, I and so, And so, it is. People, obviously not. people thinking that equal means that we are the same in everything that we do is so wrong men do some stuff different than women and there's no harm in talking about it yeah Yeah, so like one of the things that i know is that like women have better senses of smell interesting i can totally yeah yeah, just thinking just thinking about yeah that's definitely got i can do you know what as well um as a comedian we uh i think it's fair to say uh there are quite a lot of comedians on the circuit that fucking stink. Mate, like, especially like... Uh, and that's there is why a correlate- they're single. 
Yeah, well, there is a correlation between how good they are at comedy as well. Far fewer really good comedians stink. Mm. There are a couple, but loads of the new amateur comedians. If you go to, like, an open mic comedy night, the stench, it smells like a year seven's locker room. But the thing is, is I can get that when you come off stage, particularly after you've done three shows or whatever, you're going to smell a bit. They're turning up like this. But they turn up at seven o'clock fucking stinking... And you go, what's, h- how, right? Yeah. Mm. And it's always, I've, I, I think I've met one smelly female comic. Yeah. But like, it's, it's much, much rarer. It's yeah. much, much rarer. It's like a... So my brain does this thing where topics happen and I am like rolodexing all of the data that I have sure, in my yeah, head. Yeah. So We've I'm got like, so little data to go through, so it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can have a rolodex with one card. <laughs> Just... <laughs> You know this thing about feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what I heard from a very reliable source? Yeah, it's not Doctor Science, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! But it, like, I am, I am just wondering. So, like, one of the things is that we, you know, hygiene is a mediating factor for attractiveness. So mm-hmm. you're going to be so attractive already. But oh my god, grooming, really? That's sexy. Yeah. If if you know how to shower and brush your hair. Ooh, the ladies are going to love you. The bar is so low for men. This is what pisses me off with incels. The bar is so low for us, right? Yeah, Women yeah. Will, like, if, if you are clean and you have some ambition, you don't even need to have the good job yet. You just need to like want to be doing better yeah. and like not be a creepy weirdo. If you can do those three things, you will be fighting women off. It's insane how low the bar is for us. Also, as well, I always think, and, and this is probably going off on a tangent a bit, it's kind of related to what you said, so the most attractive people uh-huh. in the world are people that used to be ugly and then went through a glow up. Mate. Because mate. when they were ugly, mm-hmm. they realized developed that they could they developed a personality because you gotta do something. Mate. You gotta get something Literally on your my side. My type is uh, ugly ducklings, right? So people knit <laughs> my whole type. Because I like I I was like like, I was a proper weird gonk as a teenager. I know, I know this is hard to believe. Right? Really? I, I, was, I, was, I was very, like, weird, and I grew into myself a lot and everything. And, like, and like generally, I find women who've had the same experience are great. You know, like, yeah. they have the personality. If you, if you were, like, really cool and good-looking as a teenager, generally, you're quite boring as an adult. Oh, you know? my Lord, because they've never needed it. You've not had to learn to chat and, yeah. you know, use your personality. So if you've got that, but you've grown into your looks as well... If you go That's back, complete package. If, if, yeah. if, if you ever go back to like a high school reunion and you talk I'm, to the hottest person in the year, like uh, in, in like yeah. the, the final oh, year at school, now I am way it's too like, good for the girl who was the hottest in my year. Now, the girl I'm way out of her league. The girl now. who was the hottest <laughs> in my year uh, is now a lesbian and she's been in a civil partnership with a um, gym instructor for like well, good 10 on her. years. Yeah. yeah, I know. How cool is that? Yeah. Is that good for her? Yeah. Success story. <laughs> success story. Yeah. yeah. No, I would call that definitely. I'd call that a success. Like, yeah. Yeah. But she everyone, was the but, girl but she never really. Yeah, with a gym instructor, but, sounds fit. But yeah. she never really had like boyfriends and stuff. Because yeah, she was and gay. I, well, yeah, but everyone. <laughs> but, but no, no, no. Listen, what I was going to say is that it, it kind so of. Alan Carr didn't have a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> it mythologized her as like this hard to get. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 no, <laughs> um, just no, no, um, that's how it's doctors see and so no, I get it. I, it. Like, so she's so like, she un- became unobtainable, unobtainable person right. that's like hard yeah. to get, and everyone thought it was our oh, standards are so just fit. dead high, but actually. 
actually just Jake. wasn't keen on that. Yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know who, the, no, the, the, I know that the hardest lad in, uh, in our school uh, left school and worked at McDonald's and is still there well, yeah. to this day. There is no shame in working. Oh, like, no, 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 no is, absolutely. But he was yes. like the coolest, hardest guy. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm just working at Mackey D's in it, you know, just for the time being, just like getting my shit down. Mm. Now he's like 32 and a duty manager. Yeah. He's like, oops. So he's climbed up the, 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 the ranks from fry cook to manager, you said. Yeah. 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 Don't be a snob. Shame, shame on you. Solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Shame <laughs> on you. So, do you watch many <laughs> dating shows? So, like, I, 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 I watch a few of them, select ones. Uh, Which like, ones do you watch? Well, like, I, t- I tell you one I've watched recently that I did not enjoy. Have you seen, uh, have you seen Sexy Beasts? This is a new one on Netflix. Oh, no. my God, is that the one where they dress? They dress as animals. Oh, please right. tell me about it. So, well, prosthetics and everything. So, yeah, 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 they've got full, like, um, like, uh, like, like movie makeup. So, it makes them into, like, an otter or an owl or mm. whatever. And they're all different. So, like... There'll be one woman or one guy, and then they meet three of the opposite gender, or I guess if they've got a same-sex one, they might have a same-sex episode. And they go on like uh, a series of dates, and they choose them without ever seeing who they really are. And I'll tell you why I hate I hated the show. I only watched one episode, and I'm like, I'm done with this. It's because all of the people were gorgeous. So what is the fucking point? When they revealed their makeup, they're all dead fit. Exactly. You would have been delighted with any of them. Mm. Surely... The stakes are so much higher if one of them is a fucking minger. Exactly. Or like one of them's like 80. <laughs> like you I just don't, don't wanna, tell them. I don't want to see a game show where a dude can win three fabulous holidays. Mm. This is I, I want to see uh, one all-inclusive two weeks in the Maldives. Yeah. One... Uh, month in Skegness and you can't leave and yeah. one where like a midget just punches you in the car yeah you've just got to go, just, you just just, got to, go to Bolivian jail yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like this was it it was a 21 year old model was the woman choosing and it's yeah. like why okay. do you need okay. any fucking I'm help gonna, I'm gonna counter that though because you're coming at it from like the male short term perspective here mm. of they're all fit they're all interchangeable then I can, yeah. I can have sex with any of them baby's done there is still a personality component that there's sure. a personhood no, attached no, to that. No, no, but I'm saying the, yeah. the zero stakes if they're all they were all. So the the, the point is is that yeah. they're masking the physical attributes. Yeah. But if all of their physical attributes are brilliant, then there's no need to mask them. Surely, yeah, but, surely the idea okay. is that personality overrides, ah, and then like this is this is the fun thing. So there's this thing called the halo effect. It works on people. It works on other things. Yeah. Coca Cola does this a lot as well. It's where one good attribute kind of casts this glowing halo around oh, everything else. Shit. Like, so yeah, you, I recognise this in my ex, right? Dead right? fit, horrible human being. There we go. <laughs> so imagine if you met her now wearing yeah. an otter prosthetic. Yeah. Would you have had a second date? Yeah, I would have been able to see her body. Then <laughs> some no, big like, old otter titties, and like also like also also it's a, it's a different level of personality that was the issue. You know, there's a lot of surface charm that was fine. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, I know I know what you mean. But I just think it would have been more interesting if it was people of like, if it was like you know people. I think just think it was a missed trick in yeah. that like you can meet someone who you might but not necessarily be attracted to, yeah. and you can bond on personality. So you know? can I just take the halo effect yeah. and run with it a little bit? Oh, please do because I've got more to say on that. So. Right, another very popular dating show 
is called Naked Attraction. Uh-huh. Now, so with Naked... someone's got a monster dong? Yes. Look at the rest yes. Of so, would there be any research that's been done as to how often the woman, uh-huh. consciously or otherwise, is chooses the yeah. guy with the biggest dick because it's I the halo effect. So, again, that's oh. a very male perspective that on is, that. That is guess. a very male perspective on yeah, that. I, th- I, think, I think men but are it, way it, more it, obsessed it, with that than women. It feels doable in a weird way. Has anybody actually sat down and actually yeah. like watched those shows yeah. and gone in with like, well, there, here's our metric, here's our scale. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of data ready. Oh, yeah. Surely the halo effect, especially if that's the first thing that you see, yeah. is a dong. But so it's not. It's their feet and like shins, isn't it? Oh, I think they whip out dongs straight they, away. No, they whip out dongs quick. Like they're not doing a knees round. <laughs> Listen. Doing a Butlin's knobbly knees competition. <laughs> Although having said that, the interesting thing about feet, <laughs> according to Doctor Science out. from Doctor Science, so um, but yeah, they get the, they get the dick out fairly quick, yeah. and obviously first impressions count for a lot. Yeah. So that would be that would be the halo effect. Mm-hmm. Would be looking at the big dick. And like subconsciously or otherwise. Yeah, but it would also yeah. work the other way that, you know, you might see someone with a beautiful face or they say something really funny and mm-hmm. that's the halo that means you go, oh, I'll overlook that. Yeah. It uh, okay. doesn't just have to be that one attribute, does it? It absolutely doesn't. So, so being funny. So one of the things about being funny, not that you guys would know. Fucking hell. Isn't our one weakness, <laughs> mate? I mean, I would feel that in my heart if it wasn't for my mastitis. <laughs> Fucking hell. I had to. I'm Shit, sorry. mate. Oh. That's like when All that's right, like when Pete. people on like when people on Twitter go, "So cool, comedian," uh, and you go, "Oh, Ow, my feelings." Uh, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll yeah, take it. it. Go was, on. The, the, the setup was there. Had to follow. You, you've got to knock it down. Yeah, Much right? respect to you. For Thank it. you. <laughs> but yeah, but 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 being funny is sexy. It is because hundred percent because it is it demonstrates a level of intelligence and again going back to the whole evolution genetic material thing being funny being clever demonstrates that you've got really good genes mm-hmm. and so one of the things is like it's called gene clustering so there's this thing also with the halo effect if you have one good attribute like being really physically attractive people think then then you're really intelligent and really competent and you know really trustworthy mm-hmm. so they'll treat you in a way. That makes you feel competent, or they, you know, they treat you in a way like I'll trust you to do this, and I'll give you this work, and mm. suddenly you have really attractive kids, which is always a weird sentence to say. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. But you have attractive kids who outperform their peers in school because the teachers are giving them extra help. They are help giving them better grades. We see it in the justice system all the time. Yeah, I was going to say I read a thing about how yeah. like good-looking people get away with crimes more. Yeah. They, they are found not guilty more often because beautiful people we trust them inherently. Again, yeah. which is a bad idea. Super bad idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so there's all of these halo effects. So but then it's like a halo feedback loop where because uh, you are because you're attractive, you're treated with competence and given, you know, those opportunities to be engaged with. Mm. And thus, you actually do become and given more chances in life, so you become more successful. So that's another attractive attribute. Exactly, so, and suddenly yeah. it, it is like you are more intelligent because you were given more attention so, in school. And yeah. to, to pick up on that, yeah. right? So we talk a lot about um, you know, or, or there are terms in society that we use a lot: uh, male privilege, uh, white privilege. Mm-hmm. Surely there should be. 
attractive privilege. It's, oh, they're massively. There is. There absolutely it's is. It's a huge. Yeah. Um, attractive people get paid more for the same job. Yeah, yeah, they're more tall, likely to get hired to begin like, with. There is actually a dollar value people have put on per inch, um, like how tall you are. And like that correlation has not worked for me. Like imagine how poor I'd be without it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like stuff like, yeah, like, um, yeah. Yeah, there, no, there absolutely is. There is, there is a social and professional you know, why privilege. Why do we not talk about that? Why do people not? Because the amount of times as a straight <laughs> white man, you get told, check your privilege. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it's fine, whatever. But it's, it's, I've never said that to a fit person. I have. Uh, check your privilege. <laughs> I think it's because um, it's none of us can really control certain things. You know, yeah. you, you, you're white, you're male, you're sorry, deal with it. Like, yeah. yeah. But there are things that you can do in your choices to address systematic issues like that. Okay. Uh, right? Or you can recognize that, well, as a male member of society, there are certain things that I, I can do and that other people can't do. And it's recognizing them. So there's one of my favorite things. It's, it's hypocognition. You're going to blow your minds, right? So sexism, right? What is it? Uh, loads of fun. So off of your serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's provided me with a living. Yeah. Uh, so... What so so treating uh, people differently based on sex? Effectively, yeah. And there's different types of it. Okay. So there's hostile sexism and um, benevolent sexism. So hostile sexism is kind of rooted in this like power dynamic struggle of oh, feminists are just trying to put men down yeah, and yeah. women are just putting men on leashes. Whereas but benevolent that, sexism is like, oh, but women are such precious creatures. We really yeah. need to take care of them. They, oh, oh, yeah. They I can't, they can't so make much. decisions for themselves. Yeah, and they're just, like, they're really weak. We need to give them a leg up. Well, yeah. men have to help the women to sort themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they're pure. They're, they, they just, women wouldn't hurt yeah. anybody. Yeah. Oh, if men were in charge of feminism, you'd have had equal rights by now. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, if, so, you wouldn't know those terms of a hostile or benevolent sexism. You just mm. think, like... If somebody was talking about a woman in that kind of really patronizing way of, like, yeah. no, we really have to help women in the world. They that, can't. There are so many. So, so I know way more people mm -hmm. that are benevolent sexism yeah. than hostile sexism. Yeah. I think definitely now, like, I think that, that, that has flipped in my lifetime. Uh, yeah, totally. So, yeah. I, so I don't know people that are like, oh, I'll tell you what, she's just a fucking blonde, isn't she? Oh, I do. I, I'm from, I'm from a, a small town in North Yorkshire. No, but I know I'm a lot of people like I'm, that. I'm, you I'm, know people in Preston who are like that. You must do. Not really. Uh, not really. Well, I, I definitely do anyway. I like the old blokes who used to come in my yeah. pub. Like. So, so maybe one or two people I, I yeah. do know that are still a bit. Well, she's just a girl. She can't fucking open. Yeah. She can't fucking do that by herself. But why is this cockney? Don't Preston? know where he's gone. I don't know where he's from. <laughs> he's gruff. He's been. He's been. He's travelled. Right. Around. Okay. But I know way more people yeah. who are like, no, no, we we really have to sort yeah. this out for women. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they just can't be. Yeah. yeah. I know. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I. I know more of the latter than the former, definitely. Yeah. So if you're not aware of those things, you can't see them. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem. It's, it's hypocognition. You don't have the words for it. You don't have the mechanism in your brain to detect it. Okay. And so now that you can detect it, now that you can detect male privilege, white privilege, um, you know, ambivalent and hostile sexism, yeah. you could go, ah, 
I know what I'm seeing here. I now yeah, have yeah. the vocabulary and the ability to recognize it. Have you so ever been on a night out with somebody who is just way more attractive than you? And I'm not just talking like... Oh, I um, have, yeah. I, I like, yeah. I, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not just talking like, oh, yeah, they're, they're my friend and they're really pretty. I'm talking like model standard. Mate, go on for a drink with Milo McCabe. That's who I was going to say. Right. So there's a comedian called okay, Milo McCabe, say, who's really... He's, he's a very attractive he's fella. He's a gorgeous man. And I've literally had it where, like, I, 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 I was doing a show at the Edinburgh Festival once, and I was talking to this girl before before the show. And I was like, you know, it was all going good, all vibes. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I like, uh, it was like a compilation show, and Milo was on with me, and I watched the moment she saw Milo, her interest in me just Drop. disappear. Well, I mean, oh, I've been out before yeah, with him. It happens. I've, I've, I've been out before with him, and people, like women are queuing up to speak to him. Yeah. And I've and I've never never experienced that as a dude. Yeah. I all, I'd never even thought that it existed. I I yeah. thought it was always like something that never happened the other way around. And then when you see it, you go, "What? Yeah. The fuck is this?" Yeah. What? You mean you don't actually have to Try? Go up to people. Yeah. yeah, you mean you don't have to try? Yeah. You mean yeah. the fish just jump into the boat? Yeah. The fuck is this? Yeah. Um yeah, but it's it's his reality as well, yeah. and also as well, he's like very like I mean, the th he's funny and he's like a really nice guy. He's got them he's, good genes. He, he is a whole. He's got them good genes. His genes yeah. are like top of the tree. <laughs> if I could choose any of my mates to have like a surrogate yeah. kid for me, it's my percent as well because he's grown up with that and he's always been an attractive yeah. fella. He's used to it and he knows how to handle it. Yeah. Whereas if I went into a nightclub tomorrow. And uh, women queued up to speak to me to try and have sex Just with me. Just if any woman talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't immediately run away. Marry me and we'll run away together. <laughs> but, but genuinely, I, I wouldn't know how to fucking... I I've had that happen literally, I think, twice in my life that women have come up to me out of nowhere and, like, straight up. Just being like... Like what? Like, hello, nice to meet you. Oh, no, like that, like, more times than that. Like, uh, I think I'm more attractive than you give me credit for. But, like... Yeah, you're tall. Yeah, that's tall. the hate. It's literally it's it. It's the, tall fetishes. It's the Like, it's women the, with, like, tall... Like, honestly, I've had women just come up and be like, you know, uh, you're the, the tallest guy. It's literally the halo effect in action. 100%. They look at you and go, well, he's poor and ugly, but very tall. <laughs> And then that overrides everything. <laughs> I think there's also so there's something that niggles in the back of my head. It's just kind of I can't quite pull out the, the, the research on it. Mm. But the way faces look, whether you're you're viewing them top down or bottom up, right? So like women's faces look more feminine and attractive when looked from the bottom up, and men's faces look more attractive from a lower Amazing. view, really? right? Yeah. Right, and it makes total sense because it's sexual dimorphism, the physical differences between the sexes of a species. Yeah, okay. So men are taller than women, generally speaking. So men look more masculine and attractive yeah. when you're shorter. Also, I think it's, interesting. maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not a thing, but I think that women like to feel smaller than oh, their man. 100%. Like from my, from my that's my yeah. experience. From my personal experience, especially because I, I like, I've always been out with a lot of tall women. I'm really I really like tall women, and also it's a great area for me to be in because they're not used to men being that much taller than I them. I can wear my heels. Honestly, yeah. I, uh, I I kissed my girlfriend on the top of the head once when I was hugging her, and she said it was the first time anyone's ever been able to do that, and she was like getting oh. emotional. Like really? She likes it because I make her feel small, even though she's Feminine. like... Feminine. Yeah, yeah, small yeah. and like dainty, even though she's dead tall. So, like, yeah, yeah that's definitely a thing, I'm sure. Mm. I, I would say from my... I, look, it's only anecdotal, but from my experience, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I believe that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm quite... I'm, I'm, 
I'm very short. <laughs> you, you are, you are, how tall are you? Um, five two. Five two. Do you know what's weird is that I you wear heels all the time. You yes. sound shorter now that we've mentioned it. <laughs> no, you've just, just so, so tiny. Exactly. Throughout most of the podcast, she's been like, "Hey, I'm am, a very I'm, strong I'm, woman with lots of ideas and thoughts." And, and then, then suddenly, it's like my actual physical. Oh yeah, no, I'm actually so I'm, very small. I am. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm very conscious of this, and thus I wear te- heels and I make myself taller. Is to there be a, like yes, I'm authority. Listen, yeah, yeah. listen to me. To ask more things. Yes. Is there a Imagine she's got like this for the rest of the thing now. Yes, so tiny small. Is there a science towards these dating shows and the way they match people up? Yes, there is. It's a bit sketch, if I'm honest. And also, I've had this conversation many times, and it's because I've been ranting about some of the couples that I've been seeing. Like, why would you put these people together? Because Obviously, it's, because it's good TV. That is exactly the producers what, that's what, they t- that's what everybody keeps reminding me. It's like, yeah. because you're the, the coming aim, at this. From the aim isn't to produce good couples. <laughs> no, like, the aim is to produce good well, TV. Let me tell you this, yeah. right? I am a big fan, a huge fan of dating shows. Um, more than I'd care to admit. Um, yeah. And I have watched this season's Love Island. I mm-hmm. watch every Love Island. Yeah. And this season's Love Island has been fucking crap because mm-hmm. everyone's just been chill. Yeah. Everyone's just been like, all right, yeah, whatever, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's nice. Well, that's uh, not what you no watch it for, is it? You watch it for no, conflict. I watch it for conflict. I, do you know what I watch Love Island for? I watch it as a social experiment. Yes. When, uh, when loads of comedians get together who all know each other just through comedy but aren't necessarily friends, it is literal fucking torture because what happens is there's 15 of them and they are all used to inhabiting one space within a conversation, which is the funny one and so what happens is that they all jostle to be the funny one and nobody wants to exhibit any other role in the conversation and it is just fucking torturous whereas on love and the same thing happens they're all used to being the fit one yeah and then all of a sudden they're not the fit one anymore and they have to inhibit another sort of identity for themselves. They have to find another way yeah, to yeah. fit in. But and we've I'm established that the fit ones don't have personalities. Well, this is it. They, they, they often, genuinely often don't. Like, they don't have to, like, you know, learn those sort of, like, conversational and sort of social tricks that the rest of us do in order to, like... Why do some women, and I swear this is more of a women than a men thing, why do they pretend to be thick as fuck? Is that a thing? Because it is a thing, isn't it? it? Is Where it's like, thing. is it is, is England a country? And it's like, shut the fuck up, yeah. shut up, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. You've it's, you, it's been you, a good strategy on those sort of shows in the past. Though. It's like people who win Big Brother are often yeah. too thick to be mean. I don't, so I don't know. I get really yeah. confused. Is it, is it, I would assume it's a sexism thing. I think they're playing on male sexism. I, I mean, a part of it is like I don't think they're. Pre- I don't think they're pretending. Yeah, some of them are not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that like in a super judgmental way, but even like when women do it, in, you know, when women kind of feign ignorance or feign incompetence or that inability, like I don't. Oh, I just don't know how to do this. It is a, it is coming from like a, a legit sincere place. Sure. I do. I, I genuinely believe that. But there is definitely a lot of stigma and judgment and sexism and also women. We don't have the greatest self esteem. Mm. To be perfectly frank, like our oh. self esteem as humans, it it dips. Ooh, does it dip mm. at eighteen to twenty four? If you think back to when you were in that range, how good you felt about yourself. And 
prior to that kind of teenage years, oh wait, no, it might be even younger, like 13, you're, uh, yeah, the teeny, teen years, your sense of identity just drops and you have no sense of self and, yeah. Yeah. Prior to that, you see that like boys and girls have really equivalent levels of self-esteem of like, yeah, I'm cool and I'm smart and I can do things. Teens hit and... <sighs> Start listening to Radiohead. Yeah, and and I'm a creep. And women never really quite recover from that wow, level of like self-efficacy and self-esteem. So like applying for jobs, men will apply for jobs when they hit like two out of five of the criteria. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh women, god, yes. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, give it a chance. Yeah, give it a chance, but also like, well, I'm you know, I hit those two criteria but I hit them really well. Do you know what? That's so interesting that you said that because yeah. I'm going to tie this back into comedy. Yeah. So sometimes if you're uh, advertising for a comedy gig, mm -hmm. you might put it on one of the various comedy forums that we have. Yes. If you get 100 replies, mm -hmm. maybe 90 or 95% of them will be male, right? Now, of that, you will get so many people where you go, you are nowhere near qualified enough for this gig. Like, you know it, I know it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you, you've you just... You'll advertise a gig that's like £1,000 to do 20 minutes, and that is for top-tier TV... Like, yeah. famous, famous comedians, and you will get a bloke who's done 10 gigs going, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got that, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So Women don't necessarily do that, though, do they? Like, I guess it's very comparable. I like to find the analogies and all the things. Mm. Men play the numbers. Let's be frank. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Men roll the dice. Men will ask out 100 women with a hundred women they'll do it they'll apply for a hundred jobs yeah. women though yeah they'll apply for a job but uh, they meet four out of five or five out of five perspectives mm. they'll have you know they will be very selective in the one or two people that they date they will just be a little bit more cautious no, i think it's, it's definitely true and it's the thing i it's the thing i see a lot with um like my girlfriend she's like crazy smart and her self-esteem is amazing like yeah. she's super self-confident yeah but still, there are times, like particularly like professionally, where she's like, I don't know if I should ask for this or I should do this. Or like, the guys around you, she works in a really male-dominated industry as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the guys around you are not thinking that. They're not having that conversation with themselves. You Go ask know. for it. You don't know that. That's the thing. Because we also do know that, you know, it's one of those things that men are um, dominant. Mm -hmm. Women are bossy. Yes. Yeah, there yeah, yeah, we yeah. go. So exactly, if she yeah, yeah. asks for something, oh, she's full of herself. Yeah, if yeah, he asks you not, for something, he's you, confident. But could you not flip that the other way and say, like, women are submissive, men are weak? Um, so could it not it, work the other way as well? On that. No, I think that's an interesting well, yeah, theory, it, though, yeah, it is. Well, okay. So, uh -huh. like, dominance is something that most men are expected to exhibit. Yes, okay. Uh, and I think that submissiveness is something that women are uh, societally expected to sort of exhibit. Yeah. Whereas there are some women who feel more confident in dominant roles mm -hmm. and they get labelled bossy. Yes. And there are some men who are more confident in submissive roles yeah. who get labelled as weak. Yes, absolutely. So does it not... It, no, that... So it works both ways. Absolutely. One of my favourite things. Yes. I always, like, I always get really excited and flappy when I talk about it. Expectation violation. What I is expectation know. violation? Is exactly great album name. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a fucking great one. Coming yeah. unpicketed. <laughs> <laughs> Only for our Patreon members. It's me screaming down a microphone <laughs> with a bass player with drug addiction. Hey, you can call me album of the year, yeah. I think. We got this coming. 
But no, it's exactly what it sounds like. So there's this thing that happens where, as you said, women are expected to be submissive and men are expected to be dominant. So if I were to describe a man as dominant, it, like imagine like a scale in your head of one to seven or one to ten. If I described a man as dominant, he'd be like, yeah, he's a seven. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say one to seven is insane. Sorry, yeah, for a, scale. for a scale, five or ten, <laughs> yeah. surely. Right, one to seven, yeah, one <laughs> to six point three. Where what, are you? What are we playing? Best out of nine. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, best out of nine. There's a definitive four. Yeah, or yeah, best out of ten is ridiculous. Yeah, because you just said five, five, five. Yeah, but yeah, if I so we'll go with the ten point scale, yeah. and you might yeah. if I said a man is dominant, you'd be like, yeah, okay, he's dominant, so he's like a seven on that scale. Mm. But if I said a woman is dominant, because there's this idea that women shouldn't be dominant, oh, she must be a ten. Mm. Like she would uh, be. There's less nuance in it. Yeah, it's yeah. like she gets so much more. So there's no judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no kind of dominance. It's either there's no. It's, it's either you it's are digital rather than analog. Yeah, you know, it's all on or off. Yeah, okay. and it's so, the same thing with like okay. nurturing. That if I describe mm. a woman as nurturing, you'd be like, well, yes, okay, so she's a seven on the nurturing scale. If I yeah. said a man is nurturing, you think he might be like in my cultural mm. touchstone, Mister Rogers. You know, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. kindest, most yeah. fatherly man out there. Because men aren't nurturing. That's not what they do. On these on these dating shows, then yeah. do they? try and pair them up based on that? Do they try and look at that and... This is, I, I think yes, but no. Because, I, again, I'm looking at these couples on these shows. I will say my favourite dating show is uh, Love is Blind. That was my favourite. All right, so that's just like uh, in the dark, was it? Um, with They're like in, a screen. Yeah, right? little yeah. booths, weren't they? Like little yeah. boxes. Yeah, because they actually got to talk. They didn't get to see each other, but they got to hear their voices. And there was one girl on called Jessica who uh, literally talked like a child. Like she talked like a like a six year old girl. She was like a forty year old woman, and she had like oh that, yeah. that perfect yeah. perfect. And men were like, "Oh, you just sound so sexy," and it's like, "No, I you s- sound like a literal child." Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, notice so- how like when I sound like I'm going to be a proper authority on this, yeah, I yeah, drop yeah, my yeah, register. Yeah. But like if I'm at- imitating like yeah. a child or like an airhead, I'll raise the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all. Lots of psych uh, going on interesting. there. But oh, yeah. Yeah. On, the, on the point you, you were saying about the, the yes and no, I think what happens in these sort of shows, like judging off like the ratio on like a... a Successfuls a, to fails. Mar- yeah, like a Married at First Sight, I think they aim for like two or three that will work. Yeah. They aim for two or three that will be absolute carnage <laughs> and definitely will not work because it'll be exciting. Yeah. And then they chuck in a couple of guesses. I yeah, think that's how it works every time. I think so. I I, I am absolutely. They want like with one you. success story at yeah. least, because otherwise the whole thing's a fact. I tend but to. But you don't want them all successful. That's boring. I right. tend to think if you if you sort of if we carry on with the dominant and submissive thing, if you categorise men and women as either being dominant or submissive based on their personalities, I think a dominant partner and a submissive partner work together. Mm-hmm. I think two dominants work together. But two submissives is a disaster. No, there's so many other personalities. Uh, uh, that, that's still. exactly what I was thinking. Is because like that is such a binary thing, and that's also like it's tying into something called um, uh, social role theory. What? Social role theory. Social role theory. Yes. Uh, long story short, um, men and women are physically different, right? So if we think historically speaking, that would delegate men to walking far distances to hunt things or plowing fields, manual physical labor. Women, by virtue of their physicality, get childcare. 
Okay. That's and thus we as a society and we as people kind of evolved to play into those roles. Okay. Men providers, women caretakers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of tapping into that like binary. There's a breadwinner. There's a caretaker. But that's not where we're really at. Okay. As a society, there's, there's like there's multiple different like yeah. personalities. It brings my the thing where there's like five different personality points. I don't do that. But I there's there is the big five of like openness to experiences, conscientiousness, extroversion. Oh, oceanness. Yeah, I like yeah. canoe. Just because I'm so subversive. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah we learned about this. You learned about the big five ocean model. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. learned about this with uh, evolutionary psychologist Cat Ford uh, in yes. a previous yeah. uh, episode. So yeah, I would say like yeah, so with the dominant submissive thing, that's just like one of that's the one dynamic. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I think that like especially with these uh, dating shows and shit, the more you try and complicate it, the more I think I I think the essence is in the simplicity of it in going that person's quite loud that person's quite quiet mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that, oh, that's a good thing or a bad thing sorry no, i think that that's the best way to do it is to boil it down to its most simple essence see again i'm watching these shows and going like i was telling you before about that um the sexism things like, did they bother giving them that scale to see if they could match up and say because there's this thing if you are somebody who firmly believes in like traditional gender roles within your relationship, be with somebody who believes yeah, in yeah, traditional yeah. gender roles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Hundred percent. The whole opposites attract <laughs> thing leads to so many people being in awful relationships. Exactly. Because like you've got nothing in common with them. Do you know what? I think that opposites attract is bullshit, but I also think that like having somebody who just believes the same things that you do. Is also oh, yeah, bollocks. Yeah. So I think a, you've got to find a, the middle ground. You, you want to aim for like eighty percent similar. You know what I mean? Somewhere around that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I go less. I go fifty-fifty. I think one of the things that like that we as people, not just as researchers, but like as humans, we forget relationships start, but they also end. Yeah. And we pretend like that is not that that's a failure. And I don't think it is. I think that when you meet somebody and you're attracted to them and you date them for a month, a three years, five years, but we always have this, like, there is a perfect person out there. And I'm like, yeah. nah, nah, there is somebody who's good for you right now within the situation that you're living in. Yeah. So you need to find the person who's the most compatible with you for right now. Hopefully, you're going to move together on that sure, path, grow yeah, together. Yeah. But... But people change. But and people you, change. Yeah. And, like, should we should we pretend that, you know, there's a perfect formula out there for relationships? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. you know, I've got, I've got relationships that, you know, have broken up in the past that I would consider completely successful. Yeah. That we, we had a really great time. We did, like, there was no animosity afterwards. I think that's a successful relationship, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Exactly. There's a thing as well in that you can get with somebody that you really like, you still really like them or whatever, but if you've been some, with somebody for 10 years then you just grow into different people that aren't right for That's each it. other. And it doesn't happen, because the thing is, it takes you ages to notice, because it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you wake up one day and you go, ah, we're probably not right for each other anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a long, prolonged fucking thing. Yeah. And, and not only that, but there's, all, there's, there's so many things to think about. So there's one of these um, theories of love. It's Sternberg's love triangle. And it's that like every type of love that exists has a level of intimacy which is the, you know, the liking of somebody. It's, if you think about who is your best friend or even your parents, you have a level of intimacy with them. You might not use that word. Yeah. 
But it is like, I'm going to trust you with my darkest secrets. I feel comfortable coming to you. There's also passion, the sexual attraction element that's going to be there on some level. And commitment. But if you have like an arranged marriage, that can still be love. Yeah. You know, but you are 100% committed to them. You might not trust them in like the intimate way. I know that sounds... <laughs> Especially after they bundled you in the back of the van. <laughs> no, look, look, arranged marriages are things within cultures. And it's within this, within this love triangle, triangle, it's called empty love. Because it has commitment, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, we are in this uh, relationship. Okay. You are my partner. Now, I, I, I don't necessarily want to bear my soul to you, but you are my spouse. We will have children. We will have a house. I am committed to this. This is going to work. Oh, God. So there's a lot of people who are not in uh, arranged marriages who live in the, exactly those kind of relationships. Exactly. A lot of, especially like older people, I think, as a generational thing. Like, I think if you look at, like, our grandparents, that's yeah. the sort of, you know, it wasn't necessarily this fiery thing based on this burning love of the one true person. It's like, I, I need a wife so I have some kids. Well, do you not think that a lot of people sometimes, this is going to get so depressing, but okay. a lot of people sometimes, they don't, uh, marry someone because they love them and they think this is the perfect ideal partner for me, this is the one. They just go, do you know what? You'll do. Oh, yeah, there, look, there is an element settle of like, this is the me. best I'm getting. Yeah. Darling, just settle for me. But, yeah. but, 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 but do you not think that they go, right, okay, so you're not perfect, yeah. but I can put up with you yeah. and I might be able to do better, but I sure as hell can do an awful lot worse, and I can't Isn't be asked with the rigmarole. <laughs> kind of like real love is giving up. Well, a no, bit. No. it's not this like Disney like fairy tale thing though. It's a lot more like realistic and it's a lot more ongoing. It's a lot more like rather than it being like, oh, this is the perfect person. Now we're getting it's into like, like the deep. We've done the funny. Yeah, We've done yeah, the yeah, science. Yeah. Now we're into the philosophy. Yeah, this is the uh, <laughs> the last bit of the show where yeah. we really fucking hammer the home the message. Yeah. yeah, and then the critics go, my god. Amazing. No, but it's like, so I have, I have a friend and her parents, they met like first day at uni in 19 something. Oh, something. what a waste. First day of uni. That's oh. ridiculous. Freshers oh, week. You at least get freshers week in. Let me put it to you this way. Um, he doesn't own a wallet because she always has a purse. Wow. They share a mobile phone does together. Does he own a pair of bollocks? No, he does. <laughs> but like, they are, they're in their... S- they're 70-something years old. And it's, it is adorable. I just like, can't handle is, this much noise. Is, They're in her purse. That's what are, they are. Like, honestly, I am, they, are, they are like a wonderful, so they, yeah. idyllic... They share a phone. They share a mobile phone. That is trust issues, mate, where I'm, no, where I'm from. They, they, yeah, same Facebook account. Yeah, Someone's been yeah, cheating. Yeah. No, John and fucking no, like Joanne. They, they, yeah. they, they work these at the same things place. things do exist. Yeah, like they are, they are well, such... Well, the problem is people chase that, and that is so rare and exactly. so unlikely. Yeah, it, so... They, they do exist, but the they're advice, unicorns. The advice that they gave their kids and me was find someone you can live with. Yeah. And it was a That's simple, great advice. It's 100%. as simple as that. Yeah. It is like... You know, can you wake up? My my advice, based on science, is find someone who smells good. Yeah. yeah. But if you put those two things together, (laughs) no, totally, it's it's the most important thing because you're going to live with them. Yeah. Like you know, I I see no one more than my girlfriend. I see her all day, every day. She's always there. But we always have a laugh. It's always fun. It's nice. Whereas I've been in relationships where it wasn't always like that, and there was you know like maybe there was like that sort of fiery passion. But like living together was awful because we were constantly arguing. And it's also again those differences between in your relationships. So there's um, there's eroticism and nurturance, mm. and relationships feed both of those. So we often see eroticism is that fiery passion, get yeah. it on, yeah, woo. 
And yeah, the, the the fact is, according to the data, that kind of goes away after like two years. Yeah. 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 And then you're yeah. left yeah. with someone that you got to live with. Well, yeah. Yeah. I used to have a joke about that, about like, like, like I, you can still like love a game even when you've completed it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, like there comes a time where it's like that fieriness goes away because you know all the fucking you know, all the combos. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You up, know, up, down, you, down, left, yeah. right, left, right, A, B, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like eroticism, I think a little bit of it's based on like mystery and like you know all that sort of thing. The tension that, of yeah, like and that mystery and tension goes like you know there's no yeah. there's no risk you know. I know yeah, my girlfriend's into me. You once know, you know how to fucking complete it, it's yeah. like I still love playing the game, but in yeah. a different way. And yeah. that's why so I don't rip that, it out of the box anymore. Yeah. I just yeah. so within that love triangle dynamic, your relationship can go anywhere in that because mm. you know a, an arranged marriage could start a hundred percent. You know, so and end this up is a passionate love. Absolutely, you yeah. just you click, you get on, and and even if you don't ever get to that sex eroticism, hot heavy stuff. You still can be really intimate. You can yeah. share thoughts, feelings, and well, yeah. With arranged marriages, isn't yeah. it the case that the parents find the partner? I think it would very much depend on the culture. Yeah, because the, the, thing the parents is, or a professional, not like matchmaker. not like me, professional, but like yeah, someone who's much more of a charlatan. No, <laughs> somebody within the community. Yeah. Do you know who I think are fucking charlatans in the dating community? Oh. The people that do, you know, the undateables. You know, the people behind that matchmaking service. Yeah. They are fucking running a racketeering fucking Mate, they, thing. They're basically like the people who categorise the Paralympic events, aren't they? They're just like... <laughs> so you're similar. You're in the same ranking. <laughs> they really, they the, honestly, the they go, "What have you got?" With twos. Yeah, it's a sortative. <laughs> uh, it's a sortative matching. It is. They literally go, "What have you got, pal? Autism, yeah. fantastic. I'm going to put you in the autism pile." And this is so Joanne. She's got autism as well. Yeah. Thank you. See you later. But that's sensible. You're not going to put someone with Tourette's with someone who's like, you know, just like, just like fully. Sensitivity Go on, to noise Come on. Yeah. Do, a, do an example of somebody really, really disabled. Go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, who, somebody, somebody who has a, a, very, a much more severe condition. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Stephen Hawking disease with somebody who's got like a gammy leg. It's that like, you know, yeah. yeah. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the end of the podcast. That one, that three second where we all went, oh gosh. Oh dear, we wandered down an alley. I get back from this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see how this pans out because we are going to have a break and then record Pigoted Extra, which is a extra podcast just for our wonderful patrons. If you do want to be uh, part of our patron, uh, then you can. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Pigoted and uh, patron prices start from just three quid a month. You get loads of cool benefits, early access to shows, Pigoted Extra, discounts on merchandise, access to Discord servers. Financial loads of domination. Stuff. Financial domination. I call you a dirty little pig. Uh, <laughs> once every month is me Spending your money on fucking microwave meals from Marks and Spencers. It's filth. Um, before we go, have you got anything that you want to plug Rob Mulholland? Yes, yeah, check out my YouTube channel, Rob Mulholland. I've got loads of stand-up and stuff, podcasts, all that sort of gear. So I'll give it a check. Brilliant. Uh, Dr. Jamie Benjamin, is there anything that you'd like to plug? No. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm an academic. I work yeah. at a university. If Enroll. Hey, that, that gives that gives me money. We've, we've had people uh, sometimes try and plug academic books, 
and then we found out how expensive academic books yeah, are. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very much a please go download the PDF available at the library. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, and uh, make sure you subscribe, and we will see you again next week. Goodbye. This episode of Piggoted is sponsored by Taylor's Toys. Taylor's Toys are a sex toy company. They specialize in doing high-quality sex toys that won't fall apart after one or two uses. Head over to taylorstoys.co.uk, check out the amazing range that they've got on offer, and if you use the discount code PIGOTED at checkout, you get yourself 10% off on all products. Taylor's Toys, spice things up in the bedroom. Thank me later.